Welcome to Wife Talks, the ultimate destination for wives looking to have the marriage of their dreams. Don't worry, girlfriend, we're all in this together and I'm learning right along with you. But I got a few keys to help you along the way. I'm your host, Shayla Renato. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello to all of the beautiful wives and soon-to-be wives out there. I am Shayla Vernado checking in for a special episode of Wife Talks. So I know I took a brief break, but don't worry, season two is back and y'all are about to get everything I got, okay? I'm officially working for myself full-time. I am the CEO of Black Girls Wine and also running my uh, business strategy and consulting business. So um, super excited about those two things, major things happening. I am working one-on-one with business strategy clients, helping them um, kind of navigate the waters as to how to grow a profitable business and with multiple streams of income and also planning some really cool events for Black Girls Wine. But I am back and I just wanted you to know where I am in life um, and checking in. So I had to come and really address this whole Aisha Curry versus everybody uh, situation. So the name of this, I mean, the focus of this podcast is really all about attention in your marriage. And there's a couple of things that I just want to kind of touch base on. Um, I was super excited and forgot to grab us a scripture for this episode. But, you know, the Bible tells us to do everything in spirit and in truth. And honestly, that is the scripture I'm standing on. I will put that scripture in the show notes because our sister Aisha, our fellow wife, she really stood in her truth on Red Table Talk, the recent episode that was recently released where she was talking about... um, you know, just kind of her feelings about attention. And so I just kind of want to address that and really encourage you guys tremendously. So let's get into it. So first things first, I don't want you to miss the message. Aisha Curry, and you can watch the clip. It's over on my Facebook. I'll put it in the group. Um, Basically, Aisha's not saying that she wants attention from other men. She isn't saying that she needs or desires attention from other men. Um, But what she's saying is that she doesn't ever hear it and she doesn't ever see it. And so she is wondering if she's kind of lost it. Like if she's lost her zhuzh, she's off her game. Like she was genuinely having an open conversation that all women have. So first things first, I was a little kind of flabbergasted that she was getting negative feedback from that because that is something that not one woman on this planet has never felt whether she's been in a relationship whether she's been married that is normal not to mention the fact that she just had a baby so postpartum is real shout out to the moms out there because it's real um and not only that but I mean she's a wife and we all go through the different seasons in our marriages, 
with our bodies. Honestly, sometimes our husbands could not even be the problem. It could really just be us. It could be just us in our head because we've gained a few pounds or we've lost a few pounds or we're not shaped the same way we were when we first got married or when we first started dating. I mean, we go through so many changes and transformations. And I just really think that attacking Aisha Curry in this moment when she really needed people to rally around her was not okay. I don't know what's wrong with you people out there. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Because it's totally not okay. She was just being honest. And Aisha, shout out to you for saying it out loud. All women feel that way. Now, a couple of things. For those of you who heard the Aisha Curry interview on Red Table Talk and you kind of thought like, oh my gosh, this, I feel that way. Like, I feel that way. First things first, I want to start off by saying it is perfectly okay to be honest about your needs in a relationship, okay? Like, if you are someone who needs a little more attention than your spouse, it's okay for you to need that attention. If you're someone who likes to be close to your spouse and be near them and it's okay to say that. You could be the kind of person that is like, I'm good sitting across the couch from you. And that's okay too. But you can't ever reach the point of pure happiness and joy in your relationship or in your marriage if you can't be honest about what you need. So if you heard the Aisha Curry interview and you felt super in alignment with it, then it's okay to feel that way. And if you heard it and you felt like, I don't understand why she feels that way. She has a husband. She shouldn't, she shouldn't feel that way. First of all, let's take the word should out of our vocabularies forever because you can't tell anyone how they should be doing anything. Every person on this planet is created differently and equally, and she can feel however she pleases. Okay. So even if you're on the opposite end of that, know that it's okay for you to stand in your truth and say, you know what? I don't need that extra attention, but I really hope that Steph hears her cry and he turns to his wife in this moment when she needs him most. That is what you should be doing. Not attacking her for her sharing her feelings. Um, so it's not okay for attacking her for sending her husband a sign she probably didn't even realize, but I hope that he's paying attention. So my second point in just kind of expanding on the fact that, um, you know, this kind of has everything to do with her husband and her in this moment um, for a many of reasons. Let's say that Steph Curry is in fact like calling Aisha beautiful every single day, which she absolutely is gorgeous. Let's say that he's like, hey, beautiful, hey, hey, like, you know, he is on it. He is super on it. And it's not that what he's not doing is enough, but Aisha has some other things. You know, she's, she's probably still breastfeeding. Like she's got two kids, she's got three kids and they're all under like what, five? Like she's got kid. she's got kid kids. They're not like teenagers driving and stuff. Like You know, she is a mom of three. She's still very young and she's starting having kids young. So now she's getting older. Her body has changed. Like she's having to work through a lot and Steph could be doing his part. And it really could be that Aisha just needs to talk to someone and it's okay for her to be okay for her to say that 
it's okay for her to say like, hey, I'm feeling kind of down on myself lately and I want to kind of check in, make sure I'm okay and everything's in alignment and um, that I'm not taking this out on my husband and I'm not taking it out on my kids and just kind of make sure I'm okay. And then on the other side of that, maybe it's not her. Maybe it is that Steph is taking her for granted and he's not telling her how beautiful she is or how great she looks. And they're two very busy people. Let's be clear. Very busy people. So I'm not saying Steph has to shower her with accolades every time he sees her. But saying, hey, beautiful, I'm pretty sure that just took me two seconds, if that long. You know, it's the little things. And I'm just really hoping that when Steph Curry, Steph Curry, excuse me, listens to that interview that he takes a moment and, and he really hears his wife and in hearing her, he says, I need to do something for her because honestly, if that were me and I heard my husband saying, you know, I don't know if I got it. I don't know if I would ever, whatever, that would be my very, very first thought is that I need to do something for him. I need to do something that shows him that not only does he still have it, but that he is the apple of my eye and the love of my life. And he is the finest thing walking on this planet. And he is what does it for me. And that he looks just as good now, just as good now as he did five and a half years ago when I first laid eyes on Emil Vernado. Okay. Like that, that would be my reaction to the Aisha Curry interview. That is the healthy reaction. That is the healthy love reaction. Okay. That is how you lovingly respond to the situation like that when you have that spouse. And honestly, Aisha, girl, if you hear this, ignore all the voices because even no matter what, that should have been his response, whether he's doing it and he just need to step it up or he's not doing it at all and he need to wake up. And the other side of that is letting him know. And you probably, you know, Aisha probably didn't even realize that she was feeling that way until she sat down to talk it out. Because let's be clear, Jada's table has a way of bringing out the truth in everybody. Okay. So, you know, I I say that all to say that it's really, really important that we not only pay attention to our spouses, but we pay attention to ourselves and know that our needs change. And I think that this is a really important um, segue into making sure you identify your love languages. Your love languages can change at the drop of a dime. And it, it, it doesn't, and usually it's because of life circumstances, right? So while I work for myself full time, Black Girls Wine is a business that keeps me extremely busy, extremely busy. This year I'm going on tour every other weekend almost. I'm going to be in a different state hosting events, all kinds of good stuff, right? But it's important to note that with this, um, new schedule comes new expectations and new responsibilities. And while quality time may have been lower on our totem pole of, you know, um, love languages for both my husband and I, with this new shift in schedule and all this new, you know, as a business owner, things are always coming and developing and opportunities. And can you speak here? And can you do this? There are a lot of variables that are in my control, many that 
have to be the way that they are. And I say that to say like our love, we may have different love languages that kind of come to the forefront in this season of our lives. Um, my love language is words of affirmation and it always will be. And I think that quality time is a big one for both my husband and I, when we were long distance and it wasn't so much after we got married, then they kind of shifted a little bit. Um, but now I'm sure that it's a priority for us. And so sometimes life circumstances can shift the priority, um, in which you all, uh, prioritize each other's love languages. If I, I hope you all are following what I'm saying as you listen to this. Um, but you know, sometimes it is that, you know, while her love language may have been gifts before, maybe now after three children, when her body's completely different and she's aging, um, and she's not old by any means. I don't even think, she, I don't even know if she's hit 30 yet, but if she just turned 30, actually, I, she just turned 30. So she just turned 30 and this is a man she's been with since she was a teenager. She's changed a lot since they first started dating. And there's a lot of like mental work to do there together as a couple. And so her love language at this moment at 30, it, it may have changed to words of affirmation. And it's really important to understand what words of affirmation are. It doesn't mean that you just need any and everybody under the sun to tell you how beautiful you are or to tell you that they love you or to tell you that you're special. It means that the one that you love is the person that you need to hear it from. And if you're not hearing it as much as you need to from the person that you love, you still will feel sometimes like, hey, you know what? I I need more. I need more. Um, a lot of my friends are very encouraging. My husband is very encouraging. Um, my parents are very encouraging. My sister's very encouraging. Words of affirmation has always been my love language and it's the way that I give and receive love. Um, my husband's words of affirmations are, are his, I mean, his affirmations are, are his love languages, excuse me. His love languages are a little different from mine. Um, but that's, that's what mine is. And my husband and I had to have some serious conversations around what that means um, in its totality. So it's not just saying things that are encouraging. It's also say, choosing your words wisely so that you don't say things that will hurt. Um, there's a lot of variables and a lot of things that when it comes to prioritizing those love languages for each other, it's how you keep that love constant and afloat and fresh and being tuned into the fact that in this season, her love language may be different. So I just wanted to come and check in with you guys, um, help you kind of understand that love languages are born from different experiences, um, and expectations and based on how we were introduced to love as children. Um, if you're, if you were a child and you watch your father shower your mom with gifts your whole life and she was always so pleased and so happy and you just saw the love light up the room every time your father brought a gift home, that was the first display of love that you saw. And so your initial love language may be gifts. Now, when you get married, you may discover later that quality time or acts of service are more important, but 
that first love language, which you witnessed as love at first, that was what you saw as love. And so it's natural that that would become um, a, a very important love language for you. Um, I was bullied really bad as a child, like really bad. There was a guy, I won't say his name. He knows who he is. He picked on me so bad. Like I used to come home and cry to my mom. Like, why am I so ugly? Why this? Why that? And my mom was so encouraging. Her and my dad were always like, you're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. And my first, um, I think just kind of processing of love was that, my parents saw something in me that no one else could and that made me feel loved. And that has always been, I mean, I can't tell you for sure that that's where it is, right? I'm not a doctor. I don't study, you know, I didn't study the mind or how it works, but I do, um, I've studied a lot about relationships and about, I'm very intrigued by people and the way that they work. And, and I know that love languages are born from how we first um, our first interactions with how people give and receive love in our homes, um, and in our, in our childhoods. So just kind of be mindful of that. And before you go judging someone for what they need, just because you don't need it, make sure you, you take a look in the mirror because your love languages could change at any time. And you got to be able to be honest and be okay with what it is you need in your relationships. All right. I'll be talking to you guys soon. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Wife Talks. I'm so glad that you all are enjoying this podcast so much. Thank you for all of your positive feedback. Do me a favor. Share this with your girlfriends, your mom, your besties, your coworkers, everyone around you. Let them know that you're growing in God and growing in marriage and becoming an excellent wife. And hey, by the way, if you want to take this relationship to the next level, go find us on Instagram. We are at on wife support. And if you click the link in the bio, you will be able to join our private Facebook group where my girlfriend Tracy Sidner and I pray weekly with wives around the world. I wish you growth. I wish you peace and I wish you joy. But most of all, I wish you the marriage of your dreams. Miracles and blessings.